Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2442. Today, more about the mysteries surrounding Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian. Today, we're going to talk about Strandcasts and the mysterious volunteer. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, of the mysteries surrounding Moff Gideon that we've talked about so far, none of them is as sinister as the one that we discover in Chapter 12 of The Mandalorian. That would be The Siege, Episode 4 from Season 2, if you will. That's the episode where The Mandalorian returns to Navarro and helps grief Karga and Cara Dune try to destroy what they think is a forward base for the Imperial Remnant operating on Navarro, and it turns out that it is a laboratory instead. And when the heroes get into the lab, they see something terribly disturbing. There are technicians who are trying to wipe databanks, but then the Mandalorian and Cara Dune and Grief Karga and Mithril show up, and they decide to try to destroy things instead, but it doesn't quite work. And that being said, I think it's ultimately destroyed anyway because the only information that's accessed by our heroes is that hologram recording from Dr. Pershing. They also, of course, witness what is described in the audio description as hairless, disfigured humanoid forms floating in those tanks, which is really creepy, of course. And then there's the message from Dr. Pershing. And what he tells us is that they've been using the child's blood to experiment, and they've been using the child specifically because they think they won't be able to find a donor with a higher M count. M presumably means midichlorians, right? But the initial experiments have not gone well. In fact, they've been catastrophic failures. They have apparently given transfusions of the child's blood to some volunteer test subjects. And whereas it seems like everything goes okay for the space of two weeks, a fortnight, then things go downhill. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. The line that did get some attention in the you know analysis after the episode is the one that follows where Dr. Pershing says, I fear that the volunteer will meet the same regrettable fate if we proceed with the transfusion. And then this is before he also then says that they have exhausted their supply of Grogu's blood and they need to reacquire the asset if they're going to continue the experiments. So they get Grogu back 
And by the time that we see Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian face off in the final episode of the season, he says, Moff Gideon does, that you know, Mandalorian can have Grogu because he's gotten what he needed from him. So the presumption there is that Moff Gideon has harvested more blood from Grogu for this mysterious volunteer. But who could this volunteer be? There had been some theories floating around that it was going to turn out to be Boba Fett, but no, <laughs> that's clearly not the case. And certainly it seems like the makers of The Mandalorian want us as viewers to make a connection between the Emperor and Supreme Leader Snoke and this situation because the music that they play in the episode as our heroes are staring at these weird tank things is the Supreme Leader Snoke music from The Last Jedi. But there's something that doesn't quite fit about that. Because of the fact that we know the Empire, or at least a significant portion of the Empire, has retreated into the Unknown Regions, and that means that they are just trying to stay completely off the radar. And certainly Moff Gideon is not behaving in this manner, right? So that's one thing. Another thing is that the Sith Eternal, right, those cultists that worship and revere the Sith have been trying to prepare for Palpatine's eventual demise and get him to the point where he could be immortal. And it turned out they weren't quite ready for him when he had to transfer his consciousness across the galaxy to a cloned body that just wasn't equipped to handle his horrible evilness. Based on the rise of Skywalker and reference materials supporting it, what it looks like the Sith Eternal cultists were doing is experimenting with strand casts. In other words, genetically engineering a body, a physical form that would be able to hold the Emperor's consciousness and actually survive the process of holding that horrible, terrible consciousness. But that's the same kind of situation that it looks like is happening with Moff Gideon, or at least under his authority, in this lab. So ultimately, it seems like it's just a coincidence that Moff Gideon is working on the same kind of thing that the Sith cultists are working on. But what is he actually up to with this? And who is the volunteer? I don't have an answer for the who the volunteer is situation, but it occurs to me that it was supposed to be a deep, dark, grand secret that Palpatine was a Dark Lord of the Sith and that he had any kind of Force abilities, but that was not the case with Darth Vader. Darth Vader was known to have very strange and unexplainable powers, and so my thinking would be that somehow Moff Gideon figured out, and it's not like the Jedi are completely unknown or that force powers are unknown. It's just, you know, been 20 plus years since there were a significant number of Jedi operating the galaxy. There is a weird thing in Star Wars where information across generations tends to disappear pretty quickly, but it's certainly possible that Moff Gideon is aware of those stories and knowing that the right-hand man of the Emperor was a evil force-using character. Maybe he's trying to recreate somebody who can take over the mantle of the Empire and fight against the New Republic and bring the Empire back into prominence again. That's my working theory, at least, and I'd love to hear what yours is. Chime in at YouTube or at Facebook or at home base for the show at SW7X7. But one thing I think is for sure is that we're going to find out 
who this volunteer is and that Moff Gideon does have the blood and he is going to use it somehow or in the time during the two episodes where he had a hold of Grogu that he's already set that in motion that we're going to meet whoever this volunteer is in the not too distant future. And that right there is where we're gonna leave it here for this episode of the show. So thank you as always for joining me for this and every episode. And of course, may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.